0: Welcome to the Victorious Life TV broadcast. I'm Lisa Boldo, and I'm just super excited to be here with you guys. And, you know, the topic that is on my heart tonight, oh this is so awesome. But the Lord was speaking to me about John 3.16. We know that right now it's the Passover season. It's Resurrection Sunday is coming up this weekend. And it's such an important time, you know, for us because of what it represents, it's not about Easter bunnies and toys and games. It's about Jesus Christ and the fact that God the Father raised him from the dead early that one Sunday morning. And so the Lord had put it on my heart. I actually had a different message that I planned on speaking about. And the Lord just put it on my heart this afternoon and was like, no, no, no. He wanted me to talk about John 3 16. And it's you know, I was going to say it's it's not something that I've taught on before, but or even really talked about. Although I talk about Jesus all the time, being God's son, and but the point about John three sixteen. You know, we see it sometimes on billboards, sometimes on trucks, and even non-believers. I I I think that a lot of them even can recite John three sixteen. Right, but the Lord. He wanted me to talk about it tonight. And what does it mean to you? What does John 3.16 mean to you? Now, I'm going to give you a lot of the word tonight because, again, God confirms his word, not my opinion. There's power in the word of God, not in man's opinion, right, or my opinion. So John 3.16, this is what it says. For God so loved the world that he gave His only begotten son, that whoever believes in him would have eternal life, right? Should have eternal life and not, I'm I'm sorry, that he who believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Glory to God. That is so beautiful. So think about this. Let's break it down. John 3, 16, for God so loved, he proved his love by sending his son. And Jesus came willingly. He came willingly. He knew he was going to die for the sins of the whole world, right? For this purpose, he came. He also came in in doing that. He destroyed the works of the devil. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit in a little bit, but for God so loved the world, he loved us even while we were still sinners, right? He loved the world. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever, whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Okay. John three thirty six says, whoever believes in the son has eternal life. Mm. Whoever rejects the son will not see life. Instead, the wrath of God remains on him. That is not a place where anybody wants to be. Right. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever rejects the Son will not see life. Instead, the wrath of God remains on him. Okay, John six forty. For it Jesus said, "For it is my Father's will that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in Him shall have eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day." Jesus said these words, and you know something. Not too long ago, I I was you know talking with the lord and i was asking him because at the last day i just was pressing into that and i was like lord at the last day you know you didn't say judgment day like what does at the last day mean god is so good and when you're reading his word and you have questions god loves that And the Holy Spirit is there to reveal, to give you revelation, right? Which is revealed knowledge from heaven. The Holy Spirit is there to give you what you need, right? So I didn't ask someone else, you know, what this meant. I just went straight to the Lord and I said, Lord, the last day, you know, you've said at the last day, you would raise him up at the last day. And I said, when, like, what does that mean? And he gave me another scripture and I thought this was so cool. At the last day, Luke 23, 43 is when Jesus was on the cross and the two thieves were next to him on the cross. And the one said, the one believed in him and said, Lord, save me. Right. And Jesus said to him, today, you will be in paradise with me. So the Lord was showing me. He showed me personally that, that at the last day, when he says, I will raise him up at the last day. I believe, and according to Luke 23, 43, he's talking about the last day of a person's life here on earth, that when they close their eyes here, they are in eternity with the Lord. And that's awesome because the apostle Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, right? Oh, it's awesome. So when you read in the scripture and I will raise him up at the last day, That's what God showed me. You can pray about it yourself. Ask God to confirm his word to you, but that's what he showed me. And that's what I believe. And that is what scripture shows us. Jesus didn't use the words judgment day. We know there is a judgment day, but that's, he didn't say that. He said, and I will raise him up at the last day. Okay, John 11, 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. This is when he was raising Lazarus from the tomb. He said, I am the resurrection because because um, she said to him, I know you will raise him up at the last day. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he said, he who believes in me will live even though he dies. Mm, That's awesome. Right. Romans 5, 8. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But God proves his love for us in this. This is Romans 5.8. God proves his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Glory to God. And he is not dead. He is very much alive in his physical body at the right hand of God. Jesus is the only one in heaven with a physical body. You know, then I think about it because Elijah was taken up in a whirlwind, right? So, and he never saw death. So, I don't know maybe he's up there with a physical body too right so praise god okay so romans 832 says he who did not spare his own son but gave him for us all how will he not also along with him right along with jesus freely give us all things i'm giving you a lot of the word because you know a lot of people don't even read the word or you, maybe you don't understand scriptures, ask the Holy Spirit to open it up to you. That's what I do. If I read something and I'm, I'm just Holy Spirit, show me what does this mean? Or, you know, he says, meditate on his word day and night, right? And to meditate, to ponder, to think on. And the Holy Spirit will give you revelation, revealed knowledge. This way you don't always have to be writing on somebody else's revelation. You dig into the word for yourself and I promise you, God will speak to you. He will show you things, things you've never even seen before, things that you may have even heard before that didn't even, didn't even, there was no light that came on until you got in there for yourself. I'm not saying you can't have a light come on for you. Of course you can. But I'm saying when you get into the word for yourself, it's amazing. Okay. So First John 3, 1, behold, what manner of love the father has given to us this is so great, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. That is 1 John 3, verse 1. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Okay. Behold what manner of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is because it didn't know him, right? Galatians 4, 6 says that God has sent the spirit of his son, the spirit of Jesus to live in every single believer who would ask Jesus right, to be their Lord and Savior. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believe that God raised him from the dead, guess what? The minute you, the second you did that, God sent the Holy Spirit into you, into your spirit, recreated your spirit and made you one with him thus now making you a child of God. You are born from above, and that is what it means to be saved. Glory to God. Okay, so 1 John 4, 9, this is how God's love love was revealed among us. God sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. Without him, none of us would live. We wouldn't have eternal life. Jesus is Lord. He is amazing. And he loves you so much. So much. First John 4.10. And love consists in this. Not that we loved God. We didn't love him first. He loved us. You know, it. Mm, he loves you right where you are. Maybe you who are watching, maybe you haven't been saved. I think that a lot of people that watch this broadcast have been born again. But There may be those of you who are watching for the first time and you know, you're like, well, I believe in God, but have you ever asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life? You know what it means to make Jesus the Lord of your life? It means literally that you make him your king and think about it. What is a king? A king gives his um, soldiers or whoever instructions, his army, right? Um, Kings, soldiers, right? The people that are under him, he gives them Instructions and they obey, they go and they do it. And Jesus said um, in John 8, verse 12, He said, Those who follow me will never walk in darkness. That's, I was gonna say, that's awesome. I know I already said it twice, but it's true. It's awesome. Okay, so, okay, let's see. Love consists in this not that we loved God, right? First, but He loved us and sent His Son to be a sacrifice for us, to pay for our sins so that we would be forgiven forever, sins washed clean, and then he would, you know, send his spirit to live in us. And then we could live the life that Jesus lived while he was here on the earth. He modeled for us how we are supposed to live. And I don't mean model from afar. God sent the spirit of Jesus to live in every single believer so that we now can represent Jesus on the earth, just like Jesus represented the Father on the earth. Praise God. Revelation 1.5, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loves us and has released us from our sins by his blood. It was only because he shed his blood that our sins could be forgiven. It was only because he was whipped, beaten, all those stripes on his back, that's what paid for our healing, paid in full for you and I to have healing, to be healed. By his stripes, you were healed. Praise God. Isaiah 53, 5, in the New King James Version, it says, but he was wounded for our transgressions, right? He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was on him. So he was punished, right? Right? for for us and by his stripes we are healed and the new living translation bible says same verse isaiah 53 5 but he was pierced for our rebellion he was pierced nails feet every side he was pierced for our transgressions right for our rebellion crushed for our sins he was beaten so we could be made whole. Oh God, thank you, Jesus. He was whipped so we could be healed. Praise the Lord. You know, Jesus represents the sacrificial lamb. Remember at Passover, they they ate a lamb. They sacrificed a lamb and they ate it. Jesus represents our sacrificial lamb. He went like a lamb to the slaughter for mankind. and. He represents the sacrificial lamb for mankind, right? As the son of a father. What I mean by that is a lamb is the young one of a sheep, right? So let's look at what Jesus did at the Passover uh, supper with his disciples, because this is amazing. Matthew 26, 26 to 28 says, as they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. He broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take this and eat it. This is my body. Okay, pause. Let's think about this. He broke the bread in pieces. He he said, I am the true bread that comes down from heaven, right? His body represents that bread that was broken because he's the true bread that came down from heaven. And he says, He took the bread, he broke it in pieces. And gave it to the disciples saying, take this and eat it. This is my body because it was broken for you, for me. And he took the cup of wine and gave it to and gave God thanks, right? Gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, each of you drink from it. Oh My gosh, he said, for this, this is my blood because the wine was representing his blood that would be given for all of us right for, for for all of them and he said for this is my blood which confirms the covenant between God and his people the new covenant in the blood of Jesus that so the the old covenant god used his own uh you know blood um, god did that and now it's 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 the blood of Jesus right and so they had to use animals before Jesus. He is the sacrificial lamb. So it's his blood, the new covenant. That's why we have a new and better covenant because it was in Jesus's own blood. Okay. And this is the covenant that we live in today. Praise God. Praise God. Okay. I'm I'm going back in my head because I said it was God's own blood, but it was from the blood of an animal. And so in the old covenant, and Jesus is the you know our our sacrificial lamb and it's his blood our new covenant praise god okay i think you know what i mean right okay he said for this is my blood which confirms the covenant between god and his people it is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many mm. After Jesus was resurrected, raised from the dead, that beautiful Sunday morning, Jesus told the disciples that all authority in heaven and on earth was given to him, was given to him. He told them, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. He said in Matthew twenty-eight twenty, teach these new disciples. Teach these new disciples, the ones that would come after the original ones, right? That's you and me today. He said, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Praise God. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God, our father and our Lord Jesus Christ. And thank you, Lord, for your precious Holy Spirit. Oh my gosh. Christ is in you. If you are a believer in Christ, I don't mean if you just believe that Christ exists. I mean, if you are a believer, if you are his believer, you've asked Jesus to come in and be the Lord of your life. The spirit of Christ is in you. And that's what it means. Christ is in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's Colossians 1.27. Colossians 2.13-15 says, you were dead because of your sins and because of your sinful nature, was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all your sins, right? When you asked Jesus to come into your heart and at the cross, he took care of it. He nailed it all to the cross. It says, for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly By his victory over them on the cross. This is the reason that you and I can live victoriously today. This is the reason that, you know, Jesus gave you and me authority over all the power of the enemy because of his victory at the cross. Jesus said that all authority was given to to him in heaven and on earth after his resurrection. So if you haven't made Jesus the Lord of your life, I ask you, do that with me today. You want to do that. Don't be left out. Don't. You just, you know, we don't know how many days we have here on the earth. We trust the Lord for our lives. And, you know, we see what's going on in the world around us today. You want to make sure that you make Jesus the Lord of your life. And if you never have, just repeat after me, mean it with your whole heart. God is not mocked. He knows if you mean it or not. He looks right at the heart. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So, thank you, Lord. Lord Jesus, I just repeat after me and say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I'm sorry for my sins. I know you died on the cross for me and paid for my sins forever. And I know that God the Father raised you on the third day. You are alive now and you live forever. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I ask you to be my Lord and Savior, and I receive you now. Thank you Jesus. Woo! Amen and amen. That's awesome. So, you know what? I just want to we I'm just the, the broadcast this is this was the message for tonight, but I want to know what does John 3:16 mean to you? What does it mean to you? And you know, this is so important. And I, so I'm going to look at some of your comments right now. Yay. Yes, in Jesus' name. Amen. The final sacrifice for once and for all. Yep. Happy Easter, everyone. Thank you, Jesus. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Yep. You are so sweet. I'm glad you're here to serve. Oh, Judy, thank you so much. That is, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Praise the Lord. You know, I asked the Lord to just, Fill my mouth as soon as I open it. And you know, God wants you to know how much He loves you. And here I go talking about authority because it's so important that as believers, we know how to use the authority that Jesus has given us to it today, right? Mark 11 23. This was a scripture that the Lord had put on my heart for a friend of mine earlier this week. And who you know, has been going through a hard time. And I literally woke up at like 4.30 in the morning and I was just kind of turning over and I heard the Lord say, tell her Mark 11:23," 23. And I was like, whoa, okay, Mark 11:23." And you know something, I don't have time tonight, but I'm gonna teach on that and just break down what God has shown me about that. It's a message for another day, but I challenge you, Go and read Mark 11, 23 and ask the Holy Spirit to give you real revelation on it because you need to know how to take authority. And I have many videos on YouTube. All my videos are on YouTube in one place that will help you to grow very quickly in the Lord. I get messages all the time from people saying how the videos have really taught them to walk in their authority and how, you know, they've just grown so much so quickly. And so I praise God for that. That's my heart. You know, the Lord told me that I'm to spread the good news, be a light in the dark places and to help the multitudes to live in victory. And so that is what I do through these videos. So I pray that, um, oh, someone, oh, John three, Oh, you know what? it Sorry that the, it went up already. I was going to see somebody wrote, oh, wait, here we go. John 3.16, I have an everlasting relationship with the Father and Jesus Christ. Yes, Amy, praise God. Yes, yes. That's beautiful. We're doing this. You are such a awesome. Oh, you guys are amazing. I just want to say that. Yes, God put that on my heart a few months ago. He sent me um, my day, 11, 20, Mark 11.23 and 24. Yes, 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 yes. My birthday is 1123 and I always think of, I'm like, Lord, thank you. Thank you. I mean, probably TMI, but I'm just saying Mark 1123. And I was like, wow, Lord, because I'm such, I'm always thinking about the power of your words, the authority, the authority, but maybe that'll be next week's message because the Lord has given me a specific message. I don't want to make this too long tonight, but by the fruit of the spirit. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, peace, joy, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, um, and self-control. Against such, there's no law. That's right. Amen. Amen. There's no law if you are, well, the law is the spiritual laws, right? The law, the spiritual law is, how do I say this? The law of the Spirit, that's it, is written on our hearts now. Before they had the Ten Commandments, and that was a moral compass, the word says, until Christ because those of us who are in Christ we now have the law of the spirit written on our hearts that's amazing so okay love how we so love how we so access to eternal life well yes we have access to eternal life anyway so i'm going to let you guys go tonight and you know also i want to just say enjoy um, resurrection Sunday this weekend, keep in mind what it means. John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, his only son into the world that whoever would believe in him would not perish, right? Should not perish, but have eternal life so that when you take your last breath here, you pass right into life. That's awesome. You pass right from death to life. I know that's what, what happened with my mom, you know, and let me just say this too, because a lot of people, their loved ones, maybe, you know, they believe in God, maybe even struggling with sickness, but they believe in God. Listen, if for whatever reason they don't get their healing here, they will have it as soon as they leave this place. Okay. I I just know that, you know, not everybody has the faith to believe for healing. And I know that God wants us to have that faith. Your faith will pull like gravity. Remember that. Anyway, I'm going to talk about that in the, the message when I talk about Mark 11:23. 23. So powerful, the things that God has shown me. So, of course, I'm going to share that with you. So I love you. I bless you in Jesus name. And if this has been a blessing to you, feel free to share it. Let people know how much God loves them. God loves you. He loves you. All right. And I love you with the love of Christ. So I bless you in Jesus name and I'll see you real soon. Okay. Good night.